all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? Hello. <laughs> I'm David. I'm Rachel. And this is All Bad Things. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. You can follow us on all your favorite social meds at... All Bad Things Pod, Insta, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitch. And email us, allbadthingspod at gmail.com. Yes, and hopefully, maybe we'll get back into some live streaming soon. We just haven't had... <laughs> maybe. We just haven't had time to do it, really. I think uh, football has taken some precedent for you. Yes, just a little bit. <laughs> just a tad. We are recording... Well, so by the time this episode drops, probably the game will be just finishing. Because isn't it a late game? Well, it's 6.30. Oh, so oh it's okay. Not, it's Never not, mind. Thankfully, it's not an 8.30 game. I thought it was later. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be done. by the. But we are recording this 1 p.m. our time Sunday, the day before it comes out. Mm-hmm. So as of... <laughs> you've got we'll, we'll that look out, in your we'll eye. We'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> you've got that look in your eye. <laughs> you have a slightly wild, <laughs> crazed look in your eye. By the time you hear this episode, <clears throat> dear listeners, the Bills will either be in the AFC Championship game, hosting it. Mm-hmm. Because the Bengals knocked off uh, Tennessee. Okay. Uh, or they will be on the golf course. One, one <laughs> or the other. What will be your... F- well, we know what your feelings will be if they proceed. What will your, fe- your feelings be if they don't? I mean, it's it's Kansas City. This, <coughs> this is just going to have to be how it's going to be for the next 10 years, probably. That they're always going to come up against Kansas City yeah. in the conference It's going to be... Yeah. Okay. They're going to have to go... It's going to be... Hopefully it'll turn into in the next couple of years people will have to go through Buffalo, but for now mm. you have to go through Kansas City. That's mm. just the way it is. But if they lose, you know, it's it's not like it's a foreign feeling. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, the absolute just ass kicking of the Patriots last week in the playoffs. Uh-huh. We've never played the pa- Patriots <clears throat> in the playoffs before, unless you count the AFL all the way back oh, in wow. 1963. Okay. Uh-huh. So the fact that we just trounced them, that we just yeah bludgeoned the Patriots to death last week, and that at least we have <laughs> the bloodlust in your eye yes, right now, <laughs> and that at least we can at least we've got that over them. Like they can never say, <laughs> oh, like you've never beat us in the playoffs. Like oh yeah, we have. You can hang your hat on that. You can hang your hat on mm-hmm. that one. So yeah, um, and maybe don't have a quarterback whose actual name is McCorkle, and. <laughs> Because somebody named McCorkle, mm-hmm. like, should have never done anything in life, much, much less. <laughs> that's so mean. It's just that's not mean. It's just like you know, like what if, if what if one of our listeners' last name is McCorkle? No, this is the guy's first name. His first oh. name is McCorkle, <laughs> Mac Jones. Whoever his parents were either did that like as a sick joke or it was a family name. Okay, like, one, I'm one kind of, the other. of on your side now. Yeah, that's. I'm sorry. Somebody named their child McCorkle, yes. and he did not legally change it. Well, he just goes by Mac. Well, that's smart. Yeah, I would too. But but he'll always be McCorkle. Do you think Mac from It's Always Sunny's real first name is McCorkle? <laughs> no, Mac is actually his last name. His full name is, Ron- is Ronald McDonald. That's his name. You didn't know that? <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. Yes, I didn't his, know that. his name is Ronald McDonald. That's why he goes by Mac. <laughs> wow, I'm learning all sorts of things about people nicknamed Mac. So, yeah, just the fact that we just destroyed the Patriots and that my boss, who is a Patriots fan, she's, I, I didn't see him the next day. That's odd. But every, every every time, like, as soon as the Bills, like, lost the division and lost uh-huh. that first game against the Patriots, he was right there to greet me in the morning. Uh-huh. Didn't see him the other two times where the Bills just, because the Bills whipped up on the Patriots a couple weeks ago uh-huh. previously. Didn't see him for That's a couple of so days. That's so funny. Yeah. That's so funny. And when I saw him this past week, I just didn't even say anything because there's, there's nothing to say. <laughs> your expressions are yes. hilarious. Yes. <laughs> I've never seen your face more animated than when you discuss. This. Yes. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. So it's been 26 years in the making, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, some of our listeners aren't even 26 years old. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, um, if you hear us sniffling and clearing our throats a lot, this dry weather. Yeah. 
It's pretty bad. Is, yeah, poor Jesse. So, Jesse Pinkman's fur is, is very static staticky. clingy because he's a long-haired cat. So, he's looking very mangy these days yes, just because his fur is, like, clumping in weird spots and sticking up in others. But it has gotten my... I'm not congested, like, from a cold or COVID no, or anything. it's it's... Cold and dry. Yes, it's weird, and it's making our noses bloody, and it's mm-hmm. all strange. Like... I shouldn't say strange because we've both lived in cold climates before too. So, but um, this is not normal for down here. Yeah, it's been really dry, we, and this is a humid climate typically. So we did get some snow. Um, I did a <laughs> really fucking dumb thing. Uh, uh, I just got back from going to the grocery store. Obviously, um, snow all over my windshield. Mm-hmm. So I just wiped the wipers, and it. It moved the snow because it wasn't frozen, right? Mm -hmm. It moved the snow. I did that with my door open. Yeah. And it all dumped right inside my door, including the cup holder and everything. And I could only just laugh at myself for being so dumb. Um, Fortunately, it's my old car, so I don't care. (laughs) My old car that I'm going to have to keep for a while because there's still no chips or whatever for buying new cars. And this is not a good market to buy a car in. There you go. That's a... For anybody who was wondering what the state of the car market is right now. Well, it's very yes. pertinent. It's That's very true. Pertinent. Um, we're drinking very boring things today. I'm not. I'm drinking a Mountain Dew Rise energy drink because I've been up since 4.30 this morning. Yeah, you were up really early this morning. I always get up. like it. That's what time I get up for work, generally. <laughs> so I just And you can't go back to sleep? I did for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I am drinking a Harris Teeter brand Diet Cola. There you go. <laughs> so... Plus, I'm just, like, amped for tonight's game. Oh, I can tell. You're, like, (laughs) on the edge of your seat a little bit today, so. Yeah. Um, So, we decided to go a little lighthearted this week, Mm -hmm. and we have the perfect listener script for that. Okay. And this uh, listener script comes from our longtime uh, loyal New Zealand listener, Stephen. Okay, nice. And Stephen specifically said that he couldn't wait to hear you read this that he could hear this in your voice oh okay that's interesting because i can't (laughs) (laughs) but i'm only just now revealing to you what it is right yes you are so would you like to do that this is the story sure this is the story of the edsel (laughs) okay the car i'm guessing Uh okay yeah, the Ford Edsel. Okay. Remember, we kind of talked a little bit about this, the car that looked like it was sucking a lemon in the Pinto episode. Okay, yes. We talked about the Ford Pinto. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is this is historically one of the worst cars ever made. I know that. Yes, uh-huh. But yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of get so into it, it. So it yeah. is an all-bad thing, so yes. Yes, a commercial all-bad thing. Yes. Those are fun. So the Edsel, the Ford Edsel, for yes. anybody who... Mm-hmm. Most people, I'm guessing, might not know. Anyway. Well, it's, we're, that's going back a really long time. Yes. Like, this is 40s, 50s? Well, I guess we'll find oh, out. Oh, before that. Way before that. Oh, really? I'm, I'm guessing, like, I, <coughs> I think they made this car. We're going to find out. It's not out. like the Model T. No, I'm I'm thinking they made this car in, like, the 20s. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's what I'm I think this that's is a I'm 40s, 50s thing. Okay, I guess, we'll find we, out. I guess we shall find we out. We will find out. So, the Edsel. So while Henry Ford built his first car in 1896 called the Quadricycle. Yeah, I kind of, I feel like we maybe touched on that in the Pinto episode, but I'm not sure. Yeah. He had several false starts in getting a successful motor company off the ground. On June 16th, 1903, the Ford Motor Company was launched. Okay, so 1903, so that's mm-hmm. almost 120 years old. Wow. Yeah, and they're still around. Yes, they are. And lots of... You have a Ford. I do have a Ford. A lot of... Um, <laughs> Well, a lot of car companies, period, but especially American car companies have gotten, have folded or gotten absorbed by other mm-hmm. ones, so Ford is one of the... They're running, literally one of the originals, mm-hmm. still around. Mm-hmm. So early Fords were not cheap cars. It was not until 1908 when Ford started making the Model T that his focus changed on producing a car that the average person could afford. The Model T was designed to handle the poor roads that were ubiquitous in America at the time. When it was launched, it cost the equivalent of one and a half years of the average salary. By 1925, this had dropped to four months of the average salary. So just to <clears throat> put that into context, um, I read that the average U.S. salary is now 45000 Well, what it was for back then. Right, but I'm, I'm kind of just mm-hmm. um, putting it more into like Today. what the equivalent would be modern. And if... 
if it's $45,000 and it was a year and a half salary, that's almost $68,000 for a car. What can you buy for $68,000 today? For a car? Yeah. A lot of things. Like what? Like what's that? Oh, you can get a a nice BMW, you can get a nice Mercedes. Okay. So luxury car. Yeah. So the early, early cars were basically luxury items, which makes sense. Yes. Well, until, well, I mean, he might get into that, so I'm not going to, okay. I'm not going to okay. go off on a side, side note, because gotcha. the side note might be in here. So it became known as the Tin Lizzie or yes. the, or the Fliver. I've never. The Fliver? How is that spelled? Uh, F-L-I-V-V-E-R. Fliver. I've never seen anything with two V's in it. Savvy. Oh yeah. Other than that. <laughs> I guess I'm not savvy then. The Fliver had two forward gears and one reverse gear. The reverse oh. gear was the most powerful. And the mo- <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah. It's like you want to go forward, right? <laughs> maybe maybe initially they were just like, we'll just go backwards we'll all the time. We'll just reverse the whole I way. I mean, this is a new thing at the time, so nobody knows. <laughs> but then wouldn't you just flip the engine thingy and I, make I don't know. I, I was not an, I'm not an engineer today, and I certainly Same. was not in 1908. <laughs> Uh, the reverse gear was the most powerful, and the Model T frequently had to be driven backwards up a steep hill <laughs> as the engine only produced 20 horsepower. Oh, wow. wow. La- and I'm not even joking. Mm-hmm. Riding lawnmowers have more horsepower than that. Really? Yes, more than 20. Like a riding lawnmower is usually like 50 or 60 horsepower. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about something that wasn't as fast as a riding lawnmower is today. <laughs> <clears throat> imagine having to back up a riding yeah. a riding lawnmower can go uphill. Yeah. yeah, imagine having to mow the lawn backwards. <laughs> I can't see that going wrong anywhere. Yeah. Well, it had a top speed of 40 to 45 miles per hour. Really? Wow, that's pretty. High. It was not a comfortable car to travel in at high at a high speed. At the quote high, high speed. speed. <laughs> the Tin Lizzie could run on gasoline, kerosene, and Ooh. ethanol, as gasoline wasn't always available in rural communities. That's very interesting. Uh, kerosene. Running on kerosene and, and ethanol. Huh. Well, there there are cars that can run on ethanol now, right? Uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They put, they put a thing... I should ask my dad about this, because he works in um, grading fuel, but, like, they, they have on the... On the sticker at the pump, it'll say up to X percent ethanol. Do they? I guess I don't even. I think. Haven't even noticed. Oh my goodness! I don't know. This is this is <laughs> Maybe terrible. We should leave it out. Neither of us are mechanics, <laughs> or even close to being that, or knowing much about performance in cars, or like the. I mechanic. know a little bit. You know about like cars and car models, but I mean like how yeah. they work. Oh, that! I had no fucking clue. The same. Yeah, you step on the gas and everything works. It's an explosion. I know that. It's like it <laughs> yeah. uses a controlled explosion. Basically. To start the engine, yes, yeah. on a gasoline car. Yes. Uh, most people buying Model Ts had never owned a car before, so Ford made the controls easy to use. That which I, <laughs> I'm I have driven a car that was uh, it was a 1956 Mercury. Some not easy to fucking drive at all. No. Like no. Not at all. <laughs> Not compared to I today. didn't know I didn't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> Did it have the it had the three the... yes, the three on the tree, uh-huh, as they call it. Uh-huh. And no power steering. Oh the, the, goodness. the steering wheel was literally like a boat Huge. steering wheel. Uh-huh. I was just afraid I was gonna break it. So I didn't really <laughs> it was scary to kind of drive that I'm thing. I'm sure. So uh, most people buying Model Ts had never owned a car. So there were the three foot pedals. The left pedal was the clutch. The center pedal changed between forward and reverse, and the right what? pedal was the brake. That's interesting. Wait, so there's no gas? The left pedal was the clutch. Center pedal changed between forward. So I guess no. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it turned it over. Oh, sorry, I printed it front and back. The throttle. Oh, okay, the throttle was controlled by a lever on the steering wheel. That's the three on the oh, tree. Oh, weird. The car, uh, the cars had a transmission brake operated by the right foot pedal and a handbrake that worked on the front wheels only. Stopping at speed was a problem. What? Yes, I guess. I don't get any of that. <laughs> We're not. Yeah. No tangent to go off on there. I guess if they're making it up for the first time, though. Yeah. This is all new. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Safety was not taken too seriously at the time. <laughs> or for long after. Yeah. No shit. Still not taken seriously today. Yeah. Uh, due to the petrol tank being located under the seat, the cars were a major fire hazard, <gasps> and their flat glass windshields were known to seriously cut anybody who was ejected from the vehicle. Oh my yeah. god, this sounds like a death trap. Yeah. Occasionally, the crank starter was known to kick back and break the driver's arm. Okay. <laughs> just, a, just 
I'm just going to... Yeah, at, at this point in history, I think I'm going to go with a horse, like, instead. Like, I already horse know... horse will happen is will yeah, throw you. I, I, yeah, I already know how to use one of those. <laughs> yeah. Henry Ford resigned as president of the Ford Motor Company in 1918, and his son Edsel became president the following year in 1919. I and forgot that, his kid was named Edsel. Mm-hmm. That's right. Which is an odd little name. Yeah. In 1922, Ford purchased the Lincoln Motor Company. Edsel was involved in improving the brakes in the Model T, but by now the Model T was starting to show its age. In 19 years, over 15 million Model Ts were built. That's a wow. lot. The Tin Lizzie was made very useful for farmers. You could remove one of its driving wheels and use a belt and a pulley to power other equipment, too. <laughs> you can even buy a plow to plow your fields with the Model T. Interesting. Weird. It's like a KitchenAid. You have, like, all these I guess, attachments. Except it's a car. Yeah. <laughs> By using a production line, the time to build a Model mm-hmm. T was reduced from 12 and a half hours to just 93 minutes. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's talk wild. about shaving time. Yeah. Henry well, Ford Henry was, Ford was big on the, um, he's created basically the assembly line mm-hmm. conveyor belt sort of system. Um, he was also very deeply racist, but it's another thing. That's another, yeah. And a Nazi supporter. Yeah. <laughs> Hence the deeply racist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, it's more like fascist. Anti-Semitic. It just, it just kind of comes with... Yeah, know, just the, all sorts of yeah. things, yeah. So Henry Ford was a staunch pacifist and was not keen to see the Model T used during the First First World War, but he did let them use the chassis to convert them into ambulances. Interesting. I could see that a pacifist would be like, well, you can't use them for fighting, but you can use them for helping people or something. Yeah. Henry Ford was a staunch supporter of keeping the United States out of the First World War, just like many people were. Yeah. Whilst he was perfectly happy to overlook the violent treatment his goons meted out to keep his workers in line, for yeah. some reason he thought going to war was immoral. Yeah, yeah. that's... Yeah, because... Yeah, yeah. He was Those are my workers. I could beat them. Yeah. But I don't want right. them to go to war. Mm-hmm. Only I can kill yeah. them. If, if, yeah, I was going to say, if they go to war and die, how does that help me? Mm-hmm. The production of the Model T had ended in 1927. Henry and Edsel had been working on the Model A as a replacement. While Henry Ford wasn't interested in styling, Edsel recognized the physical appearance of a car as what attracted buyers. Very yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. So I have a question. Would yeah. you rather be named Edsel or McCorkle? Oh, Edsel. Yeah. Yeah. Of, of those two? Neither. Um, you could go by Ed, but yeah. you could also go by Mac. So, I, yeah. If I had either of those names, I probably would have ended my life in high school. But either way, I'm kidding. Come on. Kidding. That's me. That's yes. not funny. So Edsel realized that there was a market for cars in the higher price bracket, and thus he founded the Mercury Division to fill that niche. Hmm. I don't know why I'm trying to turn no, the page. Did you? No, it's okay. I got it. Okay. <laughs> Edsel and his father quite often disagreed on the direction in which the company should mm-hmm. take. While Edsel was not as bad as his father, he was also not popular amongst factory workers in the trade, un- trade unions mm-hmm. that supported their struggles. He was more popular than his father was with senior management as well. At the beginning of the Second World War, Edsel desperately wanted to contribute to the fight, unlike his pacifist father. Mm-hmm. Edsel was the one who undertook to build the B-24 Liberator bomber in the company's huh. new plant in Willow Run. In 1942, Ford stopped building civilian vehicles completely. I did know that. Willow, yeah, that Willow Run, sense. most factories did. Yeah. Willow Run produced 9,000 B-24 Liberator bombers, half of all B-24 bombers built during the First World War. Wow. At their peak, Edsel had them producing one bomber per hour. Wow. Jeez. Edsel worked tirelessly to get appropriate resources and maximize production output. Willow Run employed 42,000 workers at peak production, and one-third of them were women. Yes, because this was World War II. Mm -hmm. Lots of women were working during World War II. Sadly, the pressures of World War II weighed quite heavily on Edsel, and he died due to stomach cancer on May 26, 1943. He was just 49 years old. Wow. Henry Ford came out of retirement and temporarily took over managing the company. By now, he had suffered a stroke and was really past being able to run the company mm. adequately and efficiently. Henry Ford was too old-fashioned. His authorita- authoritarian attitude towards his employees made him very unpopular among staff, and he failed to realize that the marketplace had changed quite significantly after mm. World War II. Oh, hugely. Yes. Hugely. People had tons of money. Yeah, it was, it was a different Not world. Not tons of money, yeah. but, mm-hmm. I mean... The post-war boom was real. Yes, very real. Because we yeah. were one of the few countries that really was not affected by World War II fighting. That was well, everywhere else. Physically. Yes. Like, oh, the soldiers sure yes, were affected, yes. and a lot. I'm of talking other... about like our 
our, our land. Yes. We were not bombed no. aside from Pearl Harbor. No. Yeah. There was no there was no reconstruction. Mm-hmm. It was just construction. Right. Yes. And at this point, we had Social Security and Medicare because that had been instituted in the New Deal. We had Social and... Security. We did not get Medicare yet. Really? Med- yeah, I'm Medicare, not sure I Medicare wasn't until uh, LBJ. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I knew that. I thought that I always assumed they we did came have along Social at the Security. Same time. Okay. Nope. All right. Uh, the Model A was outsold by General Motors, Chevrolet, and Chrysler's Plymouth. In 1945, he was retired in favor of his grandson, Henry Ford II, to take over the reins of the company. And Henry Ford II is Edsel Ford's son. Okay. Mm-hmm. So after his father's death, Henry Ford II left the Navy and joined the company's management. Henry Ford II was also known as Hank the Deuce. <laughs> oh, Hank, Hank the Deuce. Two, yes. The Deuce. <laughs> That's, that's, I don't, I would not want to, no, that just sounds gross. I just think people just in general were just like cheese dicks back in this day. Like, (laughs) hey, there's Hank the Deuce. Hey, Hank the Deuce. Like, I just don't think anybody had a sense of humor in 1945. (laughs) There were very weird ones. Yeah. In changing back from wartime production to peacetime production, the Ford Motor Motor Company struggled to recover financially. Henry Ford II had discovered that the company had no cost accounting. That's what? not good. No, that's that's <laughs> terrible. And had realized that the company had a major failing in its bookkeeping. Oh, no. He hired 10 former U.S. Army Air Force officers to set up a new management system. Huh. These men became known as the Whiz Kids. <laughs> more, more nicknames. None of them had any experience in the automotive industry. However, they were good at handling administrative duties, such okay. as implementing implementing proper cost accounting for the business, and therefore had the ability to help make the Ford Motor Company profitable again. Do you know what cost accounting is? <clears throat> I'm going to guess that it means we're paying out this much. How much are we getting back? Well, essentially, yeah. It's like when, when you run a... When you sell a product, mm-hmm. you have to take into account how much... What's the profit? How much building that product mm-hmm. or making that product costs. Mm-hmm. That's cost accounting. Um, it is relevant in terms of figuring out, like, yeah, how much money are you actually making? And it yeah. is very pertinent for taxes as well. I it's called guess. cost of goods sold or COGS and go. inventory. COGS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In 1955, Ford was looking for a car to fit between the low-cost Ford Mark and the high-cost luxury Mercury. The Lincoln was intended to compete with uh, such cars as the Rolls-Royce in similar vehicles. Ooh, wow. so it's meant to be upscale, huh? Uh, very upscale, apparently. Rolls-Royces have never been affordable. <laughs> a, per, a, a car of the people? No. How much do they cost now? Uh, I believe Would they start at around like 300000 Oh my god, I was going to say 100000 well, when I, but I No. Uh, when I worked at Lincoln, the Rolls-Royce was right next to us. Right. And so I would see the new ones when they came in, when they got mm-hmm. delivered. I mean, there are they are like fucking tanks. Yeah. Like if zombie apocalypse ever happens, get a rolls. I'm going to try to find a rolls like very because they're uh-huh. like impenetrable. You get like eight miles a gallon. Sure. But that's why. But anyway. Uh-huh. But uh, and I know because I talked to the guy. They had just like one guy working there. Because they because don't sell them that often. No, and everything was by appointment. Yes. Uh-huh. Like you couldn't. Just, <laughs> you don't just walk up just, to the rolls. No. <laughs> and the cool thing is, well, not the cool. Here's the the weird. Everything with the rolls is customizable. Mm-hmm. Like the three hundred thousand is just like the starting point. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you want this? Do you want that? The silk floor mats. Silk floor mats. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> oh, sorry. Like, you can literally have enough money in this country that you can wipe your feet on silk. Yes. Yeah, in your car. That's bonkers. Um, you can choose whether or not you want TVs in the back head, like all all kinds right. of things. So like the starting price, I believe, is like two fifty to three hundred, mm-hmm. and they can go all the way up to like five or six hundred, depending on. What oh you put God. in there? Oh, you can get also um, uh, the in-car clock can be uh, diamond, um, <laughs> not encrusted. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, diamond. Uh, yes. The, okay. Yeah. So uh. yeah. it's just it's it's a car for if you have too much money that it you don't know what to do with it. You know, it, so that, I'll get silk floor mats. That just kind of goes to show that you have to be a little sociopathic to have that much money. Because if you have that much money and you feel okay buying a car like that, when there are literally children starving in America, let alone anywhere else oh, those, in the world. Oh, shit. No, no. Because you're probably a sociopath to get that money in the first place. So, yeah, yeah, you have to be. It's like being a politician. It's like you have to be a sociopath yeah, pretty in, much. in some form or fashion. Pretty much. So, uh, yeah. wow, we went off on a long tangent there. Yeah. 
So this project, so the, the project of looking for a car to fit between the low-cost Ford Mark and the high-cost luxury Mercury, okay. the project was named the E-Car. They were looking for a mid-range vehicle to compete against General Motors' Buick, Pontiac, and Oldsmobile, as well as Chrysler's Dodge and DeSoto. The DeSoto. Yeah, I kind of remember that. I've heard of that from Happy Days. They had a DeSoto, oh, okay. which was like a, a an Undertaker-looking car. Yeah. It was like a wagon, I think. Sort Happy of. Days, a, a show about a time in America that never existed. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> they wanted to introduce a whole new mark on the automobile industry, and they were keen to ensure that it would be marketed to be similar to that of a conventional Ford vehicle that you might expect to see. This vehicle was meant to fit in between the cheap Ford and the luxury Mercury. Okay, so a mid-tier <clears throat> car. Like a... Kind of like what I have, is like I would guess. Yeah, like uh, a... Or, or like a, <clears throat> a decent Honda or a... Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. Like not low-end, No, but not, uh-huh. Yeah, not, not my not, car. <laughs> not 65 grand either, no. First, they had to choose a name. This might sound simple, but it ended up being a fiasco. Over 6,000 different names had been put forward for consideration. Jeez. E-car is actually very futuristic it sounding, is, yeah. considering what we Sounds email, like email today. e-fax, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Edsel had been suggested early on as the name, but it had been rejected as Henry Ford II didn't like the name and didn't want his father's name rotating on thousands of hubcaps. That's that's fair. That's fair. It's just not a good name. Like the, the Ford Edsel. It's clunky sounding. The Ford E-car. Like that would have the e car, yeah. or like they do with super fancy cars, like Mercedes and Lexus and stuff. They don't call them names; they call them numbers. The such class numbers and letters, le- yeah. such and such class, yeah, E four hundred or whatever. That's true. Yeah. In desperation, they asked a poet, Marianne Moore, to help. A poet. She came up with names such as the intelligent whale. <laughs> <laughs> Hire a poet to name a no. car. The intelligent whale. Just don't hire a poet for anything, <laughs> except for other writing than for poetry. writing poetry. Yes, because you'll get shit like this. Even <laughs> Moby Dick would have been better than the intelligent, yeah, the intelligent whale. whale. The then again, you don't want whale. Dick riding around on hubcaps either. <laughs> Moby. <laughs> yeah, but Bef- people. Yeah. Prior to the artist, that would have been a <laughs> yeah. good name, Moby. The mongoose Savik. <laughs> The Paluma Paluma. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Paluma is, is uh, um, no, I'm thinking Petaluma is yeah, a city. Well, anyway. The Anticipator. Oh, that's, that's not, not terrible. Bad. The Regina Racer. The Silver Sword. Dearborn. Pastelogram. Magigravure. Magigravure? What the <laughs> fuck? I've never word? even seen that word. Oh, Magigravure. Magigravure. You know, I don't mind the Regina Racer. No. Oh, that's not uh, terrible. Yeah, the Anticipator might be the best so far. Anticipator's not horrible. The Turco Tinga? <laughs> the Varsity Stroke? The Bullet? The, the Varsity Stroke? Yeah. The, the LaVolta, and my personal favorite, Utopian Turtle Top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, that don't... That sounds like yeah. a joke. Yeah, don't this hire... This hilarious. Well, I mean, we know what winds up happening with the car, so... <laughs> Just go back it's, to Edsel. It's, it's fitting that this is what was going on behind the, the scenes. The Utopian Turtle Top? Yeah. I don't. I, I don't even know what any of these those words mean. Any of the words oh, I just said. Poor lady. She's except just for trying. the anticipator. Yeah, I know what that is. Kind She's of. just trying. <laughs> Needless to say, yes, failing miserably. Needless to say, all of these names for the next big up and coming car by the Ford Motor Company were, of course, rejected. Yeah. In desperation, Ford chose Edsel as the last resort, and they just could not come up with anything better. <laughs> oh wow! Like so... you, no, you can. <laughs> They just didn't. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, think of all the names they've come up since for cars that are oh, perfectly fine. Yeah. You know, yeah, I... the Anticipator is fine. The Regina, the the Racer, just yeah. the Racer. Ford Racer. Or the um, Mustang. Yeah. 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 Even the Pinto. Oh, was here we better. go. Like, I don't know about that. Mm. Uh, it was hardly an inspired choice at a time when cars were named after wild animals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why didn't they just like go to a diction- or, uh, an encyclopedia? The, the, uh, thesaurus. Yes, yeah. and start looking up um, the panther. Yeah, something. Yeah. The, the cheetah. Pantera. The... Oh, there there was a car called the Pantera. Was though. there? Yes, there was. Um, so almost every name used to differentiate differentiate between models would have been better. Yeah. The Citation or Pacer would have been a far better fit. Yeah. The shit show didn't stop there. Oh, no. What made things even more confusing was that there were 18 different options offered. Wow, that's way For too many. For back then, especially. Yes, that's way yeah. too many. Like, you generally want, like, three or four. 
Right. Yeah. Don't it. don't give people too many choices no, that overwhelm them. Because then they'll them. never be yeah. able to choose. Yeah. No. After seeing the options, I'm still not sure exactly what the difference is between some of them. Huh. I cannot work out what the difference between a hard top and a sedan is. Okay. Yeah, what is the difference? Maybe the hard top is removable, the sedan is not? I don't know. Because there are, or there have been right, cars that have hard tops, but that are removable, like yeah. convertibles. I, I, yeah. Hmm. All of these models had different prices and were based on either Ford or Mercury, Mercury running gear. Okay. Okay. The top of the line was the Citation. Available in a two- or four-door hardtop as well as a two-door convertible option. Okay. The Corsia was available as a two-door or four-door hardtop. The Pacer could be bought as a two-door hardtop, a four-door hardtop, a four-door sedan, and lastly as a two-door convertible. Okay, no, to stop. Yeah. Oh, Wait, we, so, th- these are more. All, so these are all the, the Edsel Pacer. The Edsel... Yeah, okay, these are all the packages. Okay, the package. Yeah, I gotcha. The options on the Ranger... We're a two-door hardtop, a two-door sedan, four-door hardtop, and lastly, a four-door sedan. Yeah, they do all sound the same. They like, what's sound the... very similar. Well, the, and the whole, isn't the whole point that, like, the different packages should be what differentiates the body yes. style? Well, not the body style. Or the... the different packages today are, you get different engine, uh, different tires. Feet, little features, the entertainment system. Right, yeah. But, but shouldn't it be, like... Oh, the Pacer is the convertible version. Yeah, the, and the Citation is the hard top. Right, right. The, Not that each of them have no. their own little subsets. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And they, they all do. So the Edsel Villager, <laughs> this could have been bought as either a four-door six-passenger wagon or a four-door nine-passenger oh, wagon. Wow. The Edsel Bermuda was available as a four-door <laughs> six-passenger wagon or a two-door six-passenger wagon. God knows how on earth one would go about getting six people into a two-door car. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure I've tried it at least yeah, once. Right. That's can you imagine being the salesperson having to talk through somebody through all their options? No, like no, I, I had to do that for a year and it yeah. was frustrating enough having to do that with three four no, one, two three choices on one vehicle. Okay. Is what you had. Oh, may I also point out that we are post war ergo I was correct about the era. Yes, you are. Yeah, that's yeah, you are. I thought it was earlier than this, but um no, that yeah, was when the I, Model T, I guess. Yeah, when I worked at Lincoln, every car except the Navigator. The Nav- Navigator had like five different options. Oh, okay. Every other car had th- three. So it was and like the, your baseline, your midline, and your top of the line? Well, the baseline was... Um, I'm trying to... Yes, okay. So when I worked there, I don't know if this is this is almost it's 10 like, years ago. Yeah. Um, what differentiated between the three cars pretty much strictly was the engine. You could get... Uh, like the standard horsepower, which was two two sixty five or two seventy. Oh, not twenty. <laughs> no, not twenty. Um, you could up, which was the uh, four cylinder EcoBoost, or you could upgrade to the six cylinder um, straight six cylinder, which was three hundred and ten horsepower, which is the one I liked. That fucking thing moved. Yeah. Or you could get um, the uh, eight cylinder. No, no, no. Um, like. <laughs> A hybrid, yes. Hybrid, yes. Gotcha. I was like, why I was, was like, that? what are these motions yeah, for? These things. Yeah. <laughs> so you can get, yeah, you can get a four four cylinder EcoBoost, six cylinder, or a hybrid. Those okay. were those were your options. In every model. Yes. Okay. Um, and if you either in each of those had different, uh, or Ancillary no, I'm sorry, things. The V6 had like the the top of the line package. Okay. Like if you got the V6, it had all the toys. Um, gotcha. But anyway, it is kind of confusing. I'm glad I did work in that industry for a year because it taught me a lot. Yeah, yeah. Just about cars in general. Yeah, mm-hmm. and now I know what to look for, not to look for when I need to yeah. get a new car. Mm-hmm. So the uh, the Citation and the Kuzia used a different V8 engine and came with Teletouch automatic transmission. Ooh, Ooh wow. so automatic you transmission. Didn't have to, you didn't have to gas it up first. <laughs> you didn't have to step on the uh, on the accelerator. The Teletouch transmission available on the higher-end Edsel models sounded like a great idea on paper. It was centered in the center of the steering wheel, where the horn would usually be. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Chrysler had introduced push-button automatics in 1956, so this was not a new concept. Eventually, the Teletouch quickly became the bane of any Edsel's owner's existence. The first problem was that the drivers would naturally try to hit the horn and change gear by mistake. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's true. Because yeah. if you accidentally go like, to... Oh. oh, no. Reliability. And plus, at this time, people are just used to um, 
the specific way the cars had been built prior. Yeah, so for the most it's part. It's a big redesign. Yeah. yeah. It's basically uh, uh, like your, your body, like what am I trying to say? Muscle memory. Yes, mm-hmm. like your muscle memory mm-hmm. is the horn is in the middle of the... Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and then you're change. changing gear. So cutting in front of somebody could result <laughs> yeah, in them like, changing gears. Like, oh shit. And then blowing the engine. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so reliability of the transmission proved to be poor due to the wiring running between the bell housing and the exhaust pipe. They were known for being quite quirky. On a steep hill, the electric motor running the transmission was not powerful enough to get the car out of park unless the handbrake had been engaged before pushing the park button. I, oh, I goodness. That, that sounds means. very complicated for an average person. Yes. In order to avoid overloading a, the motor, a driver had to go from park to reverse to neutral, then finally to drive. Oh, That's my just, God. That sounds really obnoxious. Yeah. Too complicated. Yes. We are simple beings. Yes. <laughs> We're Americans. Yeah, we exactly. have to We're make very it very... Simple. You have to dumb it down <laughs> yes. quite a bit. Yes, please. Rather than build these cars at a new location, Ford decided that they would just use their existing two automobile manufacturing plants. I'm guessing that's going to be a problem. Oh, boy. The Etzels were just slotted in between building other cars. This had meant that rather than making one of one kind of car, workers had to change what they were manufacturing whenever an Edsel came across the production line. Oh, yeah. that sounds inefficient. Yes. It must <laughs> Which have is been... exactly what Henry Ford did not want. <laughs> yes. It must have been quite frustrating to build eight Fords and then have one Edsel come along the assembly line. Yeah. <laughs> like, motherfucker. Because you know they're all like this fucking thing. <laughs> yes, he must and have hated it. And it's 18 different fucking packages. <laughs> yes. Like, what goes where? Like, I, I can only imagine, like, that being confusing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh no! I thought I thought every car came with a lighter. No, just these. <laughs> yes. Or and a radio. No, just these. Like yeah, that would be yeah. What a fucking what a clusterfuck. Yes. <laughs> they had been trained to do the same uh, thing on the same car, and the Edsels caused them to need a whole raft of different tools when an Edsel came along the production line. That's ridiculous. And you work on lines that have like we had to change things over, right? But Can you but imagine? it's a but having to do that in the middle. All yes. the, no, that would I would <laughs> and work, then switch it back. I would literally work somewhere else. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like I'd be like you guys are this fucking is ridiculous. Stupid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I, that is a good example. It's I couldn't really dumb. Like, okay, like the the shampoo's coming. We need to change everything. <laughs> like, fuck. Ju- ju- yeah. for, just for one, yeah. and then switch it and all back. Switch it all. Yeah, and be like, fuck that. To make matters worse, Edsel was not remembered fondly by the people on the factory floor, floor mm. and the cars that bear his name suffered because of it. Oh no! They resented the time they were taken away building a car that they weren't invested in. Uh huh. It is estimated that sixty percent of all Edsels sold had build quality par- oh, problems. Oh, no, because they just didn't care. That's what it sounds like. Oh, well, I no. mean, well, because why it would was, you? Because it was fucking up their productivity. Their shit. Yeah. yeah. And their, probably how they were judged mm-hmm. and evaluated for raises and stuff. Probably fucked and, up bonus, because I'm sure, yep, that, mm-hmm. well, I'm not sure, I'm hoping, like, they get bonuses for productivity You made this stuff, many yeah. cars mm-hmm. today, and mm-hmm. they're just like, no, we had to fucking change everything, and, right. yeah. And it's just poor planning. Yeah. On the I mean, yeah, I mean, part. if they wanted to do it right, not that it seemed like that was ever like right. really in the cards. It was like we just need a new car. Why didn't they it. just have its own line? Right, have oh, a new facility. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Ugh. So the missing pieces were just put into the boot to be added later. Oh my god! So there's like <laughs> so, oh, I, I missed a, I missed a I missed a sentence. Oh okay. okay. Cars were sent out to the dealers with parts not fitted and repairs oh, needed. Oh, no. So the missing pieces were just put into the boot to be added later. The That's boot. wild. They call it that over there, too, I guess. Well, the, yeah. The trunk. Yeah. Trunk. <laughs> For that, us Americans. Yeah, that, I think it's a very American thing to say trunk, but I could be wrong. It's a trunk. A, a boot is something you put on your foot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what they call the hood, too, right? What? The bonnet. What? The hood is the bonnet, and the trunk is the boot. You didn't know that? No. Yeah. Well, I knew the trunk was the boot. Yeah. The... The hood is the bonnet. Yeah. And you, a truck is a lorry. You, you people are weird. <laughs> maybe, maybe we were right to try to America the world. <laughs> yeah, how's that gone so far? <laughs> Has not gone well at all. But in this case, we were correct. So you don't call a hood a fucking bonnet. <laughs> the missing pieces were just put into the boot to be added later. That's and the wild. dealers were expected to use their own mechanics to fix, fix the issues that arose out of these vehicles. Well, I could see being a dealer and then saying, you know what? We're not fucking selling these things. This then. made them unpopular with the dealers. <laughs> yes. So everybody hated this car. Seems like it. And the person's name that bared. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> to make matters even worse still, when sales were not going very well, Ford decided to run a competition for a chance to win a free pony if you <laughs> test drive an Edsel. Like a, was like a, a pony? horse like, pony? I don't know. 
like a they pony? shipped ponies to the dealer as a sales con are they talking is he talking about like a real pony i think so the dealers were expected to clean up the pony sh- oh yeah <laughs> shit and look after them <laughs> This was hardly no, an incentive. Like yeah, this was hardly an incentive to sell more Edsels. No, I would have just let them go. <laughs> Bye, pony. Yeah, live ya. free. Yeah. <laughs> so they were using ponies as a promotional device, and then making the dealers like literally care for. Animals? If you're if you're showing up to buy a car, even if you don't buy it there, right? Your intention is to buy a car. Not not, ha- not have a fucking pony. Like, what are you gonna do with it? They like, must have been trying. You know, like they say, little kids always want a pony. They must have been trying to like get know. the families or something. But then, who the fuck in like suburban America can care for a pony? Yeah, right. Like if yeah, if you yeah, live in a, um, you need a barn and the stalls and what was that? Uh, like Levitt Towns. Like if you lived in a Levitt Town, <laughs> yeah, right. Like how uh-huh. the fuck? Like wh- where, where were you, you gonna put the pony in the garage? <laughs> not the not with the Edsel apparently. Oh my goodness! Before it was launched, Forge went the Forge Ford went on a hey, huge. The Forge is the a Ford, great name a Ford, for Forge. Yeah. Ford went on a huge propaganda campaign, running adverts promising the Edsel was coming and hyping it up. Hmm. When the car was finally unveiled, it didn't meet the expectations of the public. <laughs> yeah, neither did the ponies. Probably <laughs> this one's too small. <laughs> they had been promised a high-tech car, but all they saw oh, was no. a normal car with a few fancy gimmicks. Yeah. To be honest, <clears throat> that's kind of what modern cars have become. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Most cars built these days, I'm talking about like a brand new car starting uh-huh. in the year today, starting yeah, uh-huh. in 2022, are pretty high-tech. Yes. Most cars these days, even the base model cars, will uh-huh. have it even like a backup camera these days. Yes, like I have still roll down windows. Yeah. I'm almost and because they, I, I had a base have, model. Yes. I don't I, even think base models have roll down I windows anymore. Yeah, yeah, I doubt it. And that's a 10-year-old car, so yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, today you get like lots of toys just with a base model. Yes, uh-huh. It's just basically a choice of how many toys do you yeah. want. I went with all the toys. <laughs> Cuz that's what I wanted. Yes. You like the <laughs> ambient lighting choices that you have what color are you on and especially now i can never ever have a car again that doesn't have a premium stereo like i just i can't go back you have a bose stereo now or a dre beats Beats. yeah um and i can't go back no yeah because the what was a week after i had it the the windshield wipers wouldn't turn off oh yeah Uh so i had to take it in just so Uh they could fix that Uh so they gave me a loaner for two or three days which Uh was a base model of the car that i had Uh I remember hooking up my phone to it and listening to music, and I was just like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> like, no, I, I want my car back. I was like, where's my car? <laughs> Whereas I have a car whose stereo stopped working a long time ago, yeah. and I just listened to my phone on maximum volume. Yeah. Or there was a time when you'd ride around with your headphones on. I'd still do that sometimes, to be fair. <laughs> Which is dangerous. Well, <laughs> I mean, deaf people are able to drive and be okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, I, I understand. That's not the safest thing. I generally just, just drive with the volume up. That's all. So before it was launched, Ford went on a huge propaganda campaign running adverts promising the Edsel was coming and hyping it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I already read that. Yeah. Uh, so the Edsel name meant nothing to most Americans. Yeah, that's because... true. Like, who's this? Who's Edsel? What's Edsel? Yeah, who? What? And it, they didn't go with those. Is that the name of that pony? Even they would have known <laughs> what the intelligent whale meant. Yeah. <laughs> but they didn't yeah. know what Edsel was. Oh, yeah. Is Edsel the pony? <laughs> yeah. I that. The two side is messing me up. A I'm sorry. Bit. That's my that's fault. That's okay. Printing it that way. So the new V8 was hard to work on and had teether- teething troubles. I don't know what that means. Maybe it's some technical term. I guess, yeah. Before long, it was replaced with standard Ford or Mercury motors. The design of the Edsel was actually that of a fairly half-decent car. The seatbelts were a standard feature, which I'm guessing was new at that time. Yeah, that's early. It had an oil pressure light and an overheating light. Hmm. It also had a uh, speedometer that changed color when you reached over 60 miles per hour. Oh, wow. That's pretty fancy. Yeah. Uh, 60 miles is roughly 100 kilometers per hour. Very good. Which was the maximum speed limit at the time. Okay, that makes sense. The Edsel also had self-adjusting brakes and an electronic hood release and a transmission lock. That's wow, actually... That's, that's a lot those of, things are all, yeah. all still around on cars. Uh, there were many things that put people off the Edsel. First and foremost, the front grille. Yes, the sucking 11 grille. Yes. <laughs> this was compared to a toilet seat, a horse collar, and certain female body parts. Yes, there's that too. <laughs> 
The grill had started off looking far more elegant, but had been widened and changed due to the expected problems with overheating. The front of the car was described as looking like an Oldsmobile sucking on a lemon. Yep. <laughs> the Etzel's rep- reputation for unreliability and poor build quality was the killer. Hmm. Soon owners were saying that the Edsel stirred, stood for every day something else leaks. <laughs> That's good. Being a whole new make of car, owners had no loyalty to the brand and deserted hmm. it in droves. Wow. And I know that this almost put... Ford out of business. He's probably going to get into it, but yeah, this almost took Ford down. That's like... It sounds like what they did was the exact opposite of fostering brand loyalty. Like, oh, yeah. literally drove people yeah. away. And plus just the manufacturing part of it. Yeah. Just pissing off your workers. Yeah, your who own are... workers hate it. Yeah. I mean, and then the quality suffers. Yeah. And then if you hate, customers hate it. If you hate doing your job, are you going to do a good job? You're going to do the minimum. You're going to do, yeah. And sometimes not that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, plenty of people are going to do less than that. Yeah. They're gonna um, they're gonna just put the parts in the boot uh, and send it on its go. way. Like, <laughs> it's the dealer's problem uh, now. T- Tony, did you get the pony with that one? All right, send it out the door. Also, make make the, make the pony like deliver it to the dealership. <laughs> I didn't the whole pony part. It's, is just that's fucking wild. Hilarious. That's wild. It's just like what? Why in the world? <laughs> oh my goodness. So Ford had lost track of its target market. Lower-end Edsels cost the same as a standard Ford, and the higher-end ones more expensive than the luxury Mercury. Oh, yeah. That's right. Mercury was a luxury brand. Brand Yeah, it was. To start. So they they just sort of, they said they wanted it to fit into this niche, and then they just... But it didn't, and they... Yeah, they just blew through it. It was like, what was the car that killed uh, Pontiac? Um, Walter White drove one in Breaking Bad. Oh, this, not the The Aztec. Yes, the Pontiac, that that car Uh killed killed Pontiac. Pontiac. They put so it? much money into it uh-huh. and built new facilities. And then when it came uh-huh. out, like nobody bought it. Well, I, I actually remember seeing quite a few on the road back in the day, but everyone thought they were ugly. Yeah, as they, fuck. they were. Yeah, yeah, they were. Apparently, they were good cars. Really? But just didn't aesthetically, matter. they just, just didn't, it didn't just, roll it out like, right. Yeah. yeah. It was like, um, like, if I want to use my car for camping. Because that was like a feature, like yeah. you could oh, put that's a, right. you could put, you a could tent open, on the. You could open the back hatch mm-hmm. and then attach a tent to it. Right. And people were like, "Well, why don't I just open the back hatch, take the tent out, and just put, <laughs> put, put the, on the tent ground. on the ground, like next to the fire? Like, I don't want to sleep in my car. Right. I'm, not, I'm not homeless." <laughs> uh, so people didn't actually know what an Edsel was. That's not good. Yeah, the brand recognition is yeah. important. Name recognition. Yeah. It wasn't neither fish nor fowl. For the same money, they could buy a Ford or a Mercury and know yeah. what they were getting. Yeah. yeah. So it's already it's it's developing a reputation as a lemon. It's not filling the niche it was supposed it's to. It's aesthetically not nice. The people who know of it hate it. The people who don't know of it are most people. Yeah, I was going to say the people who don't know of it literally just don't know yeah. of it. Yeah. What a failure. So America was just going into a recession, and therefore Ford's Mm. timing could not have been worse. Mm. Ford was offering its customers a more expensive car at the same time their competitors were discounting their prices. Customers tend to be more conservative when money is tight, obviously. And with a recession on, car owners were putting off purchasing a new car, and people were buying smaller cars, not larger ones. Uh Cars such as the Volkswagen were selling, and the public was losing interest in the mid-range car market. Mm -hmm. That's true. This is Mm -hmm. why you started to see... All these tiny cars yep, mm-hmm. start to come along, which the were, compacts, which were all dangerous as fuck. And there's no, there's <laughs> no way. Like even back then, I would have been like, I'm yeah. not driving that. <laughs> like no, I'll take the, I'll take the boat. Which, Wheel boat, yeah. Like at least if I get into a car accident, I'll survive in that thing. Do you know that my family had a Ford Festiva? Do you remember the Festiva? I kind of do. That's a very that's small like an car. early '80s. Yes. Model? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically... I want to say like some people I knew, like their parents had one too. Yeah, basically when Ford started the Fiesta, which is what I've got, it was meant to be like the, the re... The, the new Festiva. Yes. And they were like, let's not do that again. Let's just change it to the Fiesta. Fiesta. <laughs> just the same. Nobody will nobody will be none the wiser. <laughs> um, Let's see. Yes. So uh, cars such as uh, as the Volkswagen and smaller model- mm-hmm. models were starting to make a push in the, yeah. and overtake the mid-range car market. Mm-hmm. At least five other upscale brands, DeSoto, Hudson, Nash, Packard, and Studebaker, did not survive the recession. I was going to say, none of them are around. No. I, of those 
five. I've I not only heard know of the Studebaker and the DeSoto. I don't know what a Hudson, Nash, or Packard. I've heard of the Packard. Those, those go back. Those go back to like the 20s and stuff. Because they, um, I've heard of the DeSoto, heard of the Packard. The Nash, I'm not sure I've heard of. And the, the Hudson sounds kind of familiar, but it could just be because Hudson is a common name. I'm not sure. Or a, or a, or a Dotson. The Dotson, <laughs> yeah. After Ford announced production would cease, Edsel's car value plummeted, and Ford mm. ended up with unsold Edsel's that they had to take back from the dealers. Yep. Yep. What about the ponies? <laughs> Did they have I, to I take think they, back the ponies? I think they just literally let them go. I hope so. I was gonna say they shot. There them. was like a there was like an upscale neighborhood like with like a pony infestation. Oh. <laughs> Invasive species, wild ponies. Yeah, there's ponies everywhere. Well, and then they named the their next failure the Pinto, which was after the pony. That's true. <laughs> the horse yes. so. oh my goodness stay away from the horses ford yes except for the mustang for the that mustang. worked out for it yeah ford spent a long time pre-launch hyping up the edsel yet unfortunately the real thing could not live up to buyers yeah. expectations they were in teaser adverts for ages before launch giving blurred views of the car <laughs> and going on about its e-day launch the public was uh-huh. expecting something spectacular and the car had no chance of living up to the hype yeah they overhyped it Yes. They overhyped it. like And just didn't make a yeah, yeah. really good car. If you're going to hype it that much, it's got to it be amazing. It better be worth it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and in, in, in their... In their mind, In their was. defense, it is. Like, yeah. like, this is, but in everybody else's. Yeah. Like, it's like when you see, like, a, like a trailer for a movie. Yeah. And it's, Don't, and, and it puts and all the best parts in the and trailer. It, but there's always, like, some trailers you see where you're like, that movie's just going to suck. Yeah. Like, it just is. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure people worked hard on it, mm-hmm. and there's there's all, we know that there's all sorts of things that go, that are involved in making a movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Thousands of different moving parts. Mm-hmm. But then you see the trailer, and you're like, nah, yeah. pass on that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so every article I read says that the Edsel's, were, Edsel's sales were a disaster. Mm. This isn't really fair. Ford had been unrealistic in expecting to sell 200,000 Edsels in their first year. First year sales of $50,000 were actually very good, especially considering uh, the fact that America was entering... I don't think that's $50,000. I think it's 50,000. Or 50,000 cars. Yes. Uh-huh. Were actually very good, especially considering the fact that America was entering an economic depression at yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. So basically they overshot like how much was reasonable to estimate so they yeah. had good sales for the time just not for not their for what expectations. they had which was unreasonable yeah, yeah. Edsel's <laughs> sales were less than half the company's projected break even point and Ooh. the company lost the equivalent of 2.19 billion dollars oh in 2020 dollars god almost 3 billion dollars jesus christ because of one car because of one car that was named after the founder's son that oh people god hated. <laughs> the Edsel only lasted for 3 years after launch before it was pulled from manufacturing. It is hard to tell how things would have turned out if Ford hadn't blinked. Yeah. Robert McNamara was high up in the management team of Ford, and he had been against the project from the start. He wanted the company to concentrate on just building Fords and drop everything else. He saw Hmm. his chance to cut his losses, and he took it. I intentionally haven't given a list of sources for this script. Most of the facts have come from Wikipedia. That's that's fair. That's where I get it from. (laughs) Most articles agree on what the problems with the Edsel were. They just give different emphasis on how these affected sales. Yeah, that's fair. There was no one reason why the car failed. That's true. Mm-hmm. There was a multitude of reasons. It was the ponies. It was the goddamn ponies, <laughs> I'm telling you. It was the people getting pissed off on the assembly line. Yeah. Rightfully so. Because of poor management. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. the concept of it just didn't make sense. Well, there's too like many it, options. Yeah. Uh, it, it was mistimed that it was... Uh, and that can happen to... That can just happen, yeah. yes. That uh, they... A, a big thing is that they said, this is going to serve this niche in the market, and, and then they didn't. And it didn't serve no. it at all. No. No. They completely miscalculated its place in the market. While the Edsel car will always be considered a failure, was it really any worse than the DeLorean? <laughs> yes, absolutely. The, no, the, but the DeLorean, the DeLorean was a big oh, it was a flop. huge failure. Uh-huh. But people know what a DeLorean is. That's true. People our age, anyway, yes, and uh-huh. older know what a DeLorean is, mm-hmm. specifically because of a movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if they made the Back to Fe- Back to the Future and with an Edsel? Edsel? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I it mean... would have been fitting for him going back to 1955. That's right. Uh-huh. The Edsel was a good design, but poorly executed. They drove like a boat. Yes, but all cars did back at that time. Yeah. But all American cars at the time oh, handled badly. 
The DeLorean was a poor design, badly executed. Both uh, had build quality issues, but even a well-built DeLorean would be an underpowered, overweight piece of shit. <laughs> if it wasn't for the movie Back to, Back to the Future, hardly anybody would know what a DeLorean even was. Oh, that's Very so true. funny. Before I even get to the end, we already had the end. Yep. And that was... And, and that was the story of the Ford Edsel. Wow. Fucking... That that was great, Steve. It should have been well like, done. like the title of that episode should, should have just been Clusterfuck. <laughs> but that could have been any number of disasters. That is true. <laughs> the, the Ford Edsel Clusterfuck. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I don't know. The only thing before we did that story was the only thing I knew about the Edsel... Mm-hmm. Just Google top ten worst cars of all yep. time. It's it will be on, on that list, list every single mm-hmm. time. Like mm-hmm. that, the Pinto. Mm-hmm. Um, what's another one that always shows up? Well, the up DeLorean on that. is the known commercial failure, right? But they were, DeLoreans were so expensive, though they weren't oh, they really. Were the luxury car. Oh yeah, they weren't okay. meant for gotcha. mass cons- consumption. Okay. So but, it couldn't be as massive of a failure because they weren't targeting as right. big a market. Gotcha. Yeah, they were. They were targeting. Um, 80s Wall Street jerk-offs with gotcha. too much money. Gordon Geckos. Yeah, they were, yeah, Ronald Reagan fucking clones. Is, is who that they his were name, Gordon Gecko? Yeah, from, uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've still never seen Wall Street. It's pretty good. Yeah. Like, it, it's, I want to talk about, like, if you watch it now, mm-hmm. like, talk about a movie that defines the 80s. Ugh. It's just, like, If the 80s everything. were a movie, I'm not sure I want to think about no. the 80s much. <laughs> no, it's probably best that we don't. It's very good that we don't. But, uh, yeah, I, I just know of it. I just know that it has a bad reputation. Yeah. I didn't really know why until... That, that's a good reason. <laughs> 18... <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine going to a showroom and being like, we have 18 different options Here's of this one... Here's the flow chart. Car. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? Let me pull out this giant poster and, to help explain the difference. And again, trying to explain somebody the difference between three different models, trust is me, hard is hard enough. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine... Let alone 1950s people. Yeah. About 18 different options. Yeah. Ugh. But on all of them, no matter what, just don't try and honk the horn. Yeah. Because <laughs> you might change gear. My fucking favorite... Yeah, Jesus Christ. My favorite thing working at Lincoln, my favorite thing being the thing I hated the most, uh-huh. was when somebody wanted to test drive a hybrid and be mm-hmm. like, okay, and I'd pull up on the screen so you could see when it was using gas okay. and when it was uh-huh. using electric. Uh-huh. And you would, you'd be like, well, when you're going down a hill, usually it switches to electric. Right. I found out very quickly... Do not tell any anybody anything about uh-huh. what the car is doing because it automatically gets like a expectation in their head. Like, had one, oh, we're going down the hill. Why is it still in gas? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm not a fucking engineer. I'm a goddamn salesperson. Like, like, is this really the reason you won't buy the car because it's not an electric going downhill? You fucking asshole and your fucking stupid kid. <laughs> Do you have the picture of the person oh, yeah. in your mind? Yeah. yeah, this is the story I've told you of the yes. guy that came in with yes. the sidearm. Yes, because open he's, carrying. Yeah, yeah, because he's uh, with a child. He because if a tragedy happens, like he's gonna have everything oh, yeah. under control, but oh, yeah. yet his shithead ten-year-old like has no control over that kid whatsoever. Yeah. So that that like whenever I think of like a tragedy happening, like yeah, I want that guy on the scene. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking guy, like Billy Badass with his sidearm yeah. who can't control his own kid. Oh my god. There's nobody I trust less than somebody open carrying. I'm yes, sorry. It's exactly. just that. It's like I'm not calling you for anything. I'm getting as far away from you <laughs> as I can in every possible context. But yeah, like just trying to explain the difference to people between three. And, oh, and the differences weren't really all that vast. Right. It was generally yeah. like it just had a different engine. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like with the V6, it had. And I remember losing a cell in this once. It had a specific wheel that came with the, the V6. It had mm-hmm. a specific style okay. mm-hmm. of the wheel. He didn't want that one. He wanted the one that was on the the other car. And it's uh-huh. just like, we can't change. Right, you can't swap out. No, because that's false the advertising. you could have. <laughs> I guess you could have with the Edsel. Like, they, I would have was, been... that was, oh, that's uh, number 27 of the models, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Let's see, between waiting tables and selling cars, what made me hate people more? Oh, wow. Waiting tables. Yeah. Because you saw more people. Yeah. And that's hated fair. them more, generally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Oh, that fucking place. <sighs> Thank God I don't work there anymore. But it, it taught me a lot. There you go. So it wasn't a bad experience over well. Like, uh, uh, like the, as the famous line from the movie Clerks goes, mm-hmm. like, this job would be great if it wasn't for the fucking customers. Yeah. <laughs> you can say that about many jobs. Yeah, any, many, many anytime jobs. we're dealing with the public, yes. Mm-hmm. 
Oh so, my goodness. That was a great story. That was a great story. Too. Yes. That that we learned a lot. Yes, we did. About the Etzel. And it certainly fits the narrative of an all bad thing. Oh, because absolutely. It literally almost just broke. Um Ford, which at this one point of the giants of Which at this point, even at that point, is like when you think Ford, like you think American, American car. ingenuity. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. like it's just kind of synonymous with that. It's sort of the marquee brand and one of the marquee brands of america yes absolutely especially in in yeah. automobiles obviously yeah. and they almost tanked their company about 15 years ago <laughs> multiple times yes <laughs> so yeah that was that was a fun story so yeah thank it, you very that much, was Steve. that was a nice light-hearted episode it was, that was good. it was a good one that was good so that was the... am I, is that me or you? yeah it's you yeah oh, i'm sorry that so was... that <laughs> that was the story <laughs> of the ford edsel mm-hmm. This has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. We'll see you next week.